Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, man. This is an emergency podcast. Emergency Don V Mondays. Or Don V Tuesdays, whenever you're listening to this, but we got a lot to talk about, man. Um, I'm going to address the elephants in the room, and then I'm going to go about my life, (laughs) and I would probably talk about this probably more uh, on this week's show, but first and foremost, Virginia Tech got their ass kicked. Ain't no other way to slice it, man. Virginia Tech got their ass kicked by um, Old Dominion. First of all, shout out to Old Dominion. Shout out to Old Dominion players. Shout out to uh, Coach Bobby Wilder. Um, I say this probably every podcast. I'm from around here. So, yeah, um, I know about Bobby Wilder. And, um, he had uh, Bill D on his staff, RIP Coach Bill D. Coach, if you don't know about Coach Bill D, he was a legendary coach. Uh, high school coach and in, 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 on the peninsula where I'm from, and uh, he ended up being a defensive line coach over there at Old Dominion. But um, he died about last year. He passed away. R.I.P. Bill D. Man, you know I got no I got no hate for Old Dominion. This is so the stuff I'm about to say. I don't want to like not give O.D.U. the proper credit. I want to get them their credit, but um, yeah, man. I mean, where, where where does Virginia Tech go from here? Because what I saw on Saturday was, first of all, in the fourth quarter, I saw quit. I saw undisciplined. You know, I saw an undisciplined team. I saw a team rack up penalties. I saw a team that didn't want to tackle at the end. I saw a team that couldn't cover. I saw a team, and this is Old Dominion. And their wide receivers physically dominated our defensive backs all day long. Let's not get it confused. This wasn't uh, schemes. We weren't out schemed. We was just bullied. You know, like they basically did, you know, what we did to Florida State, they did that, turned around and did that to us and made our corners look like little boys and made us look like, it looked like a JV, it looked like a JV defense. Going up against Bama or some shit. Going up against one of the best offenses in the country. It was just Blake LaRussa. Shout out Blake LaRussa. Because he made the throws. He put them up and his receivers made plays. And even when we tried to get off man to man and go in the zone, he would hit the open man. He just hit open guys all day. He hit us for like 495 yards passing or 496 yards passing, something like that. He he killed us. Um, Bud Foster got to take some of this loss. He got to take some of this credit or blame for this loss because uh, it was a lot of times, even after we was getting torched, he was still leaving our guys impressed, man. Uh, 
he was just leaving guys in press man. It was no too deep looks. Not not many too deep looks. And Lord knows we needed safeties over the top. But I guess he was feeling like if he abandoned, you know, what he was trying to do, they would have started running on us effectively. Which honestly, if you got a quarterback killing you, I mean, shit. <laughs> Try to live with the run game or something. I don't know. I, it was just bad all around, honestly. It was bad all around. I don't want to call no players out by name. Um, I don't. Because they try, you know, they're trying their best. Yeah, they kind of gave up in the fourth quarter. But the, the game was over, for real, for real. The game was pretty much over. They didn't want to play no more. So, you know, I, you can't sit up here and say, I mean, a lot of fans that throw their hands up like, fuck this, you know, turn the channel. Or, or log off Twitter or log off, cut it off. You know, fans quit all the time, but then they get back on Twitter and talk shit about the players. Like, they gave up, they quit. Like, well, motherfucker, you ain't hitting 250-pound motherfuckers all day. That'll make... And you frustrated and all that. So, yeah, sometimes shit goes wrong. Yeah, they, they kind of pack it in. It happens. Um... I hate to see that from above foster coach team. You don't see that often. I saw it uh 2016. We played Syracuse and they kind of quit at the end of that one too. I mean, it don't happen often though. Like I said, I can count on like one hand how many times I seen above foster defense like just say fuck it at the end just they were just mentally and physically just exhausted. Just fuck this. So but it was bad. It was a bad day. It was a bad day for Bud Foster. It was a bad day for uh for his defense. I mean, they gave up like as a unit like six hundred and something. I don't got the. They gave up a lot of yards. It was like the most ever against a Bud Foster defense. Now this is where I'm gonna really blame Bud Foster. And you know, people can agree, they can disagree. I don't care. Um, but when you recruit and, and when you recruit on the level as far as defense. When you recruit on this level, on, on that level, and you got the guys that we have out there, this is the results you're going to get. You cannot have the philosophy, Bud Foster, I'm talking to you. You cannot have the philosophy of, well, just get me any damn body and we'll turn them into an NFL player. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. And, and, and we have gotten by for years on that philosophy, like, well, if we can't get the the top studs in Virginia, if we can't get the top, you know, linebackers, the best defensive backs, then fuck it. Let's take some under-the-radar guys, and we'll turn them into something. Where after you have the offseason that we have, where we basically turn over so many, so many dudes, and Jeremy Webb gets injured, and you got all these people hurt, and trans- transferred, and dismissed. Now you got all these under-the-radar guys playing as sophomores and freshmen. That'll get you burnt every time. So when you have, ain't nothing wrong with that recruiting philosophy, but you got to keep the decks full. You got to keep the refrigerator full. You can't, because you one injury away from playing somebody that don't need to be playing right now. That's why I'm not trying to call nobody out by name, because a lot of the guys out there that was getting burnt, and a lot of guys out there that were struggling is people that probably need to still be developing. You know, people that still probably need to be in the weight room. People still need to be learning. 
people that's not physically ready to play FBS football. Let's go ahead and just tell the truth. We beat Florida State. That was fool's goal. We beat a bad team. We beat up on a bad team. We started, you know, thinking, okay, Bud Foster's the miracle worker. Bud Foster can do no wrong. And we we everything's back. I kept saying, because I've always tried to keep my expectations to eight, nine wins. Um, and I still think that. I, I think I think every year we have a fuck up. A fuck up game where we are somebody's Super Bowl, we sleepwalk through that bitch and then we lose it. I still, I, I still believe we're eight, nine win team. I still believe that. Um, the losses, the remaining losses on the schedule, is prop dev, probably Notre Dame, probably Miami, and then depends on how the UVA game goes. Cause don't kid yourself, UVA, while they not a good team as far as top twenty five or something. They are a good UVA team. It's different, you know. They might fuck around and win seven, eight games they damn self. It's different for UVA this year. So, I mean, depending on how the UVA game go, uh, Miami game go, Notre Dame, and possibly a Georgia Tech. So, it's still eight and five, you know, at the end of it. Because we got to play a bowl game, too. It's still an eight and five, you know, nine and four type. I don't know. I'm not the best at math. You get 12 regular seasons, then you get a bowl. Yeah, it's still an eight and five team, or or a nine and uh four team. That's the ceiling, though. We're not going 11 and one and then turning around and uh beating Clemson or some shit and all that other shit. That shit did, but definitely a, a eight nine win team. I've said that since August, and I'm gonna continue to beat that drum no matter what happens at Duke next week. Uh, still an eight nine win team. I think they're gonna come out fired up for Duke because they got their asses embarrassed in Norfolk um, last week. <sighs> I had to get all that off because now it's time to get into the crazy part of the podcast. Uh, Trevon Hill got dismissed. Uh, I guess yesterday, Sunday, or late Saturday. I don't man. Um, I was getting texts. I'm getting ready. I was actually recording the emergency podcast with my friend. I was actually recording a podcast. My phone starts going off. My phone starts going crazy. And I'm like, what the fuck? Trevon Hill had got dismissed from the team because after the game Saturday, allegedly, this this has been, you know, speculation. I guess some people seen it or whatever the case may be. But he got into a physical altercation with some teammates. Got into a uh, a shouting match or an argument with the strength coach, and um, they dismissed him straight up. Dismissed him, um, kicked him off the team. He was apparently one of the people hanging on by a thread. Of course, remember Fuente said that in the summer that it's some people hanging on by a thread. Um, apparently, Trevon Hill was one of them, and um, we at where we at. I mean, he's gone, so he was, without a doubt, our best pass rusher on a team, on a defense that lacked depth on the defensive line. So, where do we go from here? I don't know. As far as the pass rush, he was our best pass rusher on a defensive line and a defense that didn't have many pass rushers. This isn't like 
okay, we'll roll the next guy out. No, this was our best pass rusher. So if he lost his head after the game, and which is totally understandable. It's totally understandable. People go crazy after a loss. I mean, us fans go crazy. I, I done seen fans get in fights after a loss at the at a game. If they uh go to a bar or go to the game and somebody say something crazy, they ready to start swinging on people. So, of course, a, you know, a football player is going to be his emotions is running high. He lost in basically his hometown. I think he's from Virginia Beach or Norfolk, one of them cities. But he lost on his side of the water. Not only did we lose, we got like embarrassed. His unit, the defense, they got embarrassed. So whatever happened in the locker room, you know, he got into an altercation, physical altercation. Hey, man, y'all couldn't let that ride. I mean, he didn't hit. Now, if he hit fans or some shit, then yeah, you know, you got to go. But brothers fight, man. The brothers is going to fight. That's just what it is. But as long as they still love and respect each other the next day, you make them apologize. You make them, you know, shake hands because we still got stuff to play for. I'm with it. But get arguing with the strength coach and getting in a fight with one of his teammates or two of his teammates. I don't know, man. I just think Fuente and them should have let that rock. I, I, I'm pretty sure in locker rooms across America, this shit is happening after a loss. Especially a, 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 an embarrassing loss. That type of shit is happening. Sometimes you can't... Uh, sometimes people just can't, you know, control their emotions after a loss. And that type of shit happens. Like I said, even fans fight after a loss. And then they turn around the next day and they like, yo, I was a fucking idiot last night. I was just in my feelings about the loss. I don't know. I think they should have, you know, like... I mean, but like, but like I said... They say that he was a uh, he was hanging on by a thread. So if he was on a three strikes you out type of deal, or don't do shit else, don't do get in no more trouble, or you gone, I don't care what it is. He must have been on that type of program. I just I wish the best for him. Uh, talented player. Uh, I, I hope he still got eligibility left. I think he was a redshirt junior or something like that. So. Hopefully he can get on with another program and, you know, play out his final season of eligibility. But uh, that's a big loss. And uh, and it's crazy because after the Florida State game, I think he had two sacks. But it was some draft people tweeting like, oh, I got to check out Trevon Hill. Uh, this is a guy. You know, he was starting to get that draft hype. So it sucks for him even worse that, you know, he would get dismissed now because, you know, whatever draft stock he did have took a hit. And, hey, you know, you don't want to hear shit like that. So, God bless Trevon Hill. Um, I, I I wish it didn't end like this for him, but it did. So, now in the last uh, elephant in the room um, is uh, our quarterback got hurt. And... Saturday was not a good day for Josh Jackson. He was struggling before he got hurt. He was struggling. And a lot of people on Twitter was calling for a quarterback change. Um, basically saying, you know, he wasn't playing well, this and that. And myself included. This is what I got to say to the fans who cheered the injury on. Because he got hurt and people was like, well, good. We get it. You know, fuck you. Like, that's 
we don't do that though. It's one thing if a player's struggling and you just want to see somebody else in there, you know, and to, to any athletes listening, it's just the nature of the beast. It's not it's nothing personal. I hope not. Not not when most normal people are cheering for a team. It's nothing personal. It's just people want to see their team win. So, you know, these 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 athletes, these players, they have to understand that when people tweet. It's the same as them yelling at the TV. It's the same as what they're thinking in their head. Twitter is just a dumpster for your thoughts. So if your quarterback throws an interception and somebody tweets like, man, I wish such and such was playing. Like, you can't take that too personally because that's just what somebody would say at the bar. That's something somebody would say in the stands. It's just posted on Twitter. So, But the people that tweet shit like, you know, at, whoever it is fuck you like that's trash though or he got hurt and josh really got hurt like i think i'm i've been hearing uh broken fibula all types of you know basically he's gonna be out for a while and them people saying uh good or you know cheering that on like them people that's trash like i don't i don't respect that i don't uh i don't condone that at all but wanting another player in there like, that's that's fan shit. That's the, fans are gonna do that. We're fickle. We're yes, we are fickle, and that's just how fans do it. I don't think I'm uh, breaking any news there. You know, if a player is struggling, it ain't just a quarterback. If a running back can't hit the hole, if a DB's getting burnt all day, the fans gonna hey man, I want to see put such and such in. That's that's the nature of the beast. I don't think I'm, you know. I hope I'm not breaking no news there. But you shouldn't be cheering on injuries. And like, and like I said, before Josh got hurt, it was people calling for Hendon Hooker. It was people calling for uh, Ryan Willis. We about to find out. Basically, we about to find out uh, if Ryan Willis or Hendon Hooker, I guess they're going to go with Willis because uh, Willis came in. He played decent. Uh, I mean, we're playing Old Dominion. I mean, it's hard to just put that – out there like oh we were just playing ODU because they fucking beat us but uh we were playing old dominion so we were playing that defense and uh it was guys running wide open mostly all day and uh even when Ryan Willis pulled on some of those RPOs and some of those read options Ryan Willis was breaking 12 yard runs so we weren't playing a crazy athletic fast defense Ryan Willis being able to run the ball is not gonna work against Duke it's damn sure not going to work against Notre Dame. It's not going to work in the ACC when we get into conference play, deep in conference play. But um, so I hope people don't think that's a um, that's something that we're going to have in our arsenal moving forward because that's not going to work. But uh, he, threw the, he threw the ball with some velocity. He completed passes. Uh, he looked confident throwing the ball. Uh, he has a strong – he definitely has a stronger arm than uh, Jackson. So, I'm we just waiting to see. Um, I'm one of the people who's I'm not like I'm not here to shit on Josh Jackson. Even when he was playing, I'm like, listen, I wouldn't mind seeing somebody else, but I'm gonna support my guy while he's in there. I'm not about to root against my quarterback, no matter who that is. I'm not about to root against my all for the sake of looking right, because you gotta look at it like that too. Sometimes. People just want to be right. So they are making an opinion. Some guy made an opinion about Ryan Willis before this season started. 
So he don't, this ain't about Josh, this is bigger than Josh Jackson or Henry Hooker or the quarterback situation, period. He just wants to be right. So he want to see Ryan Willis come in and play well to serve his own ego and shit. So you got to think about that type of stuff too. Me, I don't care about being right. I'm a fan of the logo. I'm a fan of Virginia Tech. Um, so if I'm wrong, because I was the one saying, I was skeptical on Ryan Willis saying, I don't know, I rap with Jackson. But if Ryan Willis is better than Josh Jackson, that's good. Who gives a fuck if I'm wrong? I don't care. If we winning and Ryan Willis is successful, good. I don't care if I'm right or wrong. I'm a ride for the guy who's in there. Um, like I said, man, I hope Josh Jackson has a speedy recovery. Um, he's been a good dude since we've had him. Since we've had him, he's at these, he had a little situation in the offseason. but for the most part, he's been a good dude, a good kid. He's been a good leader, you know, positive things like that. So. Wish your injuries on a good person, like dog. Fuck you. Like anybody did that. Fuck you. Like you need to look in the mirror, especially if you're 45 years old, cheering on the injury of a 20 year old. Like grow the fuck up. Like dog, get off of that dumb shit. But that's it, man. Um, I did a live stream after the game, and I had a decent little turnout. So uh, I might do one after the Duke game. We gonna see how it goes. We might call it Don V Saturdays, where I do a live stream, post-game, win or lose. I'm not about to commit to it just yet, like, we're going to do it every week. But, you know, we're going we, to see. Because I like the turnout that we did. But, see, people like to come to games after you lose. People like to, like, if I do a stream after a loss, because it wasn't just Hokie fans in that stream. Everybody was in that stream. So, because they want to see you rant and throw shit and all that and get mad. Or they want to see you miserable, full of sorrow and shit. But after a win, your stream be dead. Nobody want to see you celebrate. Nobody want to see you happy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Same thing this podcast might do more numbers than a normal podcast because we got a bunch, like, we in shambles right now. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> let's hear all the fucking tea and bad shit. So. But I'm thinking about doing that. I'm gonna call it Don V Saturdays. I might I might use hashtag Don V Saturdays and go live and we can discuss positives, negatives, and shit like that after a Virginia Tech game. But I'ma leave it like I'ma leave it at I'ma leave it at this unless some more news comes down. But um that's pretty much it. I had to do this emergency podcast. I wanted to do it yesterday, but then some big news broke, so yeah, that's how it be, man. But until then, God bless.